Message. 1. Monday. 22nd. October. 1. 21. PM. This is a message for uh, the Prime Minister, Ms. Theresa May, just to tell her to keep her chin up, that a lot of people are behind her and we're with you every day. And we know that you're going to get what you're achieving. And just don't give in to all these people who are criticizing you. Take no notice of them. I'm ringing from the north up here, from Merseyside. And a lot, lot of people up here are behind you. So just keep your chin up. Okay. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Right, no sneaky start this time. Uh, welcome to the Early Late Night Review Show. This is the Early Late Night Review Show. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Early Late Night Review Show. Uh, on tonight's Early Late Night Review Show is uh, resident uh, loudmouth Ian. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember now. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, our guest today is, um, do you want your real name or do you want your stage name? Oh, I don't mind. Stage name, Belle Finn. Which um, is a play on words. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Bell end if you didn't get it. Yeah. Um, right, so this is a roaming podcast and, and we are in a really nice posh flat, um, which is Emma's flat, in um, right just off Parliament Square. Is that that's, right? Yeah, that's right. It's lovely. It's so, quite, quite quiet today. Yeah, so the window's open, so we're going to hear helicopters. But, protests. Um, and silence. And protests. I drove past <laughs> a load of people protesting about the EU. Something's happening with the EU. <laughs> and, uh, people are it's not been in the news. I don't know. How do no, you go? Okay. I don't know. Some people shouting about it. Okay. And um, yeah, it's really... Did you tidy up before we came? Uh, I may have done a little bit of tidying. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's probably like... A, I feel like this is a Airbnb <laughs> that we rented out. <laughs> it's like immaculate. It's, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. But it's lovely. That it's... What would you... What would you say? The wallpaper is what? Uh, William Morris. William Morris. Mm-hmm. Then you've got like those old wrought iron windows. Yes, they're original. It's Art Deco. Reminds me of my school. We had those windows at my school. You went to an Art Deco school? No, it's not Art Deco. It's more... What the fuck? Were you just... We should teach a Poirot. <laughs> 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 just, just <laughs> I always think of Poirot when I think of Art Deco. Yes, so do I. I don't know why that is. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? Yeah, this, this block was built in 1939, which I think is Art Deco. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but this doesn't look Art Deco. It looks more... Um, this is arts and crafts. This yeah, is the, the fireplace. This is older. It's, it's, it's it lovely. It feels Victorian, that fireplace. It does. I really like it. I mean, I feel like... You're gonna say, don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like I'm in my grandma's house. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because everything's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean that your decorating style is that of an old woman. <laughs> yeah, don't take it busy. I just mean your tastes are outdated. <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it's 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 beautiful. You don't get houses like this anymore. Like I actually miss going to places with the all these uh, period features in. And uh, the Warthers original on arrival was a lovely touch. <laughs> yeah. Could I just say that I have done nothing. I bought it like this. I didn't decorate this. Oh, okay, right. Well, credit to the old man who owned it beforehand. Because <laughs> it is, it is he so must nice. have been someone very special too. He was the same age as me. <laughs> was he? Yeah, he was. Born the same was year. he Poirot? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he, he was a gardener. He worked at um, Lambeth um, Palace, head gardener. Yeah, he sounds old, head gardener. <laughs> like an old job. Um, right, just to clear this up, I'm sure Poirot lived in. He fucking did. He lived in Charterhouse Square in uh, uh, London because I used to work there. So there you go. So it's Poirot's old flat and it's an Art Deco building. Well, where is, where's Charterhouse Square? I don't know where that is. Is it near here? It's not far, is it? Uh, it's kind of near Chancery Lane. Okay, so a bit far. Yeah, but I don't think in the films and books he was there, but that was the location they used to film his flat. Facts. This is a fact podcast as well. It's, it's about Poirot. I mean, so we've been taking a long time to get right to chat about Poirot. <laughs> Can I just say, I love Poirot. Oh, I fucking hate Poirot. You really and I hate his kind of a brother as well. David Suchet. Yeah, what's, what's wrong? He's just a news dude. Just, just remember when he did the debates and he was shouty. No. Mr. Clegg, Mr. Clegg, do you remember? No, I don't. Never mind. Um, it feels fitting to talk about politics because we are so we are the we are heart of politics. There's we some, are in the heart of politics. There's yeah. something yeah. about driving past Parliament. You you can feel the power and importance mm. of it. 
I went on a tour of Parliament earlier in the year. Amazing. Heartly recommend it. I mean, yeah, it, was, I it was just awesome. And the woman who was showing us around was like Danish or something, I think. But you could tell, like, she loved Parliament and democracy and stuff. And, you know, it was like super excited. She was excited to tell you and you were excited to listen. It was amazing. Best, best money I've spent since I've been in London. There's no democracy in Parliament. They just make law. It's the other side, isn't it? Commons. That's where it all happens. What? Parliament is Commons? No, no. Commons is half part of Parliament. Isn't Parliament the Commons and the Lords? Lords, Yeah. Yeah, true. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) My mistake. (laughs) Parliament. I've been there there a few times, yeah. And um, yeah, my mistake. I had tea there. Have you? Yes, I had tea. Well, it's only a walk, isn't it? With one of the Lords, yeah. With one of the Lords? You're going to have to expand on that story. No, no. A friend of mine uh, just said, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, nothing, because I wasn't working at the time. And he said, uh, come and have tea. And we ended with up the there. Lords, like yeah, all with unemployed of, people with, do. With one of the lords, <laughs> yeah, having tea with <laughs> Churchill looking program. down or whoever it was. Was the lord old? Because you get some young lords and that freaks me out. <laughs> because the lords should be old, shouldn't they? <laughs> they should. They should, be, they should be yeah. proper but old. But how, how could they be leaping if they're old? Uh, good point. Because they're super excited. That's, that's like, it's like, mm. however many lords are leaping. And it's like, oh, Christ. Eleven in it. Eleven laws. Right, I'll lose out a bit. Eleven laws a leap. It must be. L- 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 yeah, everyone knows up to five gold rings. That's the best bit. Yeah. Eddie Izzard's got a whole bit about it, which is very funny. So anyway, th- talking of Eddie Izzard, nice segue. Um, also, have you seen how you spell segue? It's fucking nuts. S e a g u e or something. Yeah, I thought it was S e g w a y. That's the weird, difficult to drive scooter things. Yeah, I've been on one of those. I have too. Went flying. I fucked it right up. Yeah, I got better at it. They're underwhelming. Um, oh no, I got better on it. It was okay, cocky. but to start with, there's a video of me like just <laughs> like that on it, and uh, that's good for a podcast. My, yeah, it was good. Yeah, you, just imagine someone spazzing out, and my mate like <laughs> recorded it as I was doing it, and then was showing it to me on the New York subway afterwards. And there's people who weren't part of our group, like leaning over, looking at this video, laughing at the video, and what then pointing jerk. at me and laughing. Yeah, look at this jerk. He doesn't even know how to ride a Segway. Oh, they would probably call it something like a. Swag, swagway, I don't know what they call it. Like, they call root, root, what they call root route and stuff like that. You know, they. Herb. Herb. I hate that. Uh, Eddie's just got a bit about that as well. What, um, herbs? Yeah, he says, you know, we say... Uh, tomato. Tomato, you say tomato. <laughs> we say vitamins, you say vitamins. Um, we say, uh, you say herbs and we say herbs because there's a fucking H in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his joke. But talking about comedy, Emma, how do we know you? Uh, we met doing Logan Murray's comedy course in, when was that, May last year? Yes, it's another person from the comedy course. No, it's later than May. No, I think it was May. We started in May. June, surely. It was when the World Cup was kicking off, so it was late June. Okay. Yeah, it was late June. And then we've gone all, gone on to flourish on the comedy stages of London. We have, yeah. (laughs) You got an oh, award. It's the British Potatoes Award. <laughs> Where's the award? Where is the it's, award? It's actually just hidden. It's in my cabinet, but it's hidden behind the. That's lock. what I do with all the awards <laughs> I get. Yeah. I hide them. That is uh, my. That's why they're not on display <laughs> at my house. Yeah, yeah. That's my trophy cabinet there with its one trophy. So you did win an award, and then you came. Then you were in a kind of knockout round that me and Ian came to see you in. That, and, and you yeah. were re- you were really good that night. Uh, yeah, I think it's the best I've ever I was, seen you. I was robbed, wasn't I? Yeah, absolutely. That was a competition. That was the Rising Stars oh, comedy. I'm going to right. You were good, but you were not Tony the Sad Rapper. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he was. He was. He, he, I, I looked at him and I thought, "You're going to be terrible." You were amazing. <laughs> His best joke was, um, "No, I've decided to start a charity, and I'm going to give marijuana to children, and I'm going to call it." Children in marijuana. <laughs> I just love jokes which take a right hand serve right at the end. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make like a tree and fuck off? Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Although made famous by Biff Tannen. Did it, did... Yes, that's the whole running joke in Back to the Future. It's not where it's from. Why do you make like a tree and get out of here? That's what he oh, says. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's not, he doesn't say yeah. fuck off. It's a kid's oh, film. I didn't think it was unlikely. <laughs> Why do you make like a tree and fuck off? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Maybe I won't get my mum to listen to this one then. Yeah, sorry. I've said the C word <laughs> twice in the space of five minutes. Sorry, she's getting used to it now. She's got a, a daughter in comedy, so she's getting used is, to so it So is now. your mum going to listen to this? Right, apolo- she, apologies, she, Mrs. Well, I'll, 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 Mrs. Chalmers. Mrs. Chalmers, yeah. yeah. Get right. Yeah, I'll listen to the, it first. The charming Mrs. Chalmers. 
Maybe the podcast could be called Hello, Mrs. Charles. <laughs> okay, right. So sorry. I didn't realize. I suddenly feel all proper now. There's going to be a. <laughs> a lady, a lady, a lady, let's do it. A, a, real, a real lady. I was just going to be like a yobby, horrible shit as normal. Now I'm like, okay. It's fine. It's fine. She's she's got me as a daughter, so she's getting used to it. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll bleep. I will bleep those two c words out. So, <laughs> right, uh, and then later on, like now, we can explain why. So I'm just going to get one more out. So there you go. <laughs> right, so we've got the window open, and you can just hear the helicopters flying past. This is my life. It interferes with the TV. Just it's a yeah. bit like um, Boys in the Hood, isn't it? Have you seen Boys in the Hood? No. Oh, it's, one, it's wicked. Boys in the Hood's great. And two... Is it on Netflix? It might be now, oh, actually. Well, I might, might be, be able to watch it then. I haven't watched it since uni, but at uni I watched it probably about 25 times. I forgot so many bits about it and just seeing it reminded me so much of uni. I remember the first time I saw it at uni and like the bit, I don't want to ruin anything, but there's a bit where someone goes the wrong way and gets into trouble. And I actually remember sitting watching it, despite being in a room of people, like teenage boys who were obviously going to mock me me being like don't go that way don't go that way don't go that way don't go that way I was like <laughs> emotionally investing I do not know this film at all oh it's really good but why Why did I bring it up oh they have helicopter they live in Cop- uh, Compton and uh, crime in there and they have he- police helicopters above them all the time any night scene always has helicopters going over it so that's it it's a um, bit like I thought um, because they said the word c- or something <laughs> I'm not going to believe that one out <laughs> no you can't believe that boys one boys in the <laughs> <laughs> in the hood <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely, I'm definitely going to bleep all of that out. I'll cut it all out don't worry I'll cut it all out you'll cut it all out I'll cut it all out yeah. um, this is such an infrequent podcast right so we haven't done one for ages since May since May Ooh. who was the last one with was it oh I don't know I listened to it in May who was it, uh, it, was, was, it? was it Philip it was Philip a real comedian Philip uh, real, uh, good, real good comedian oh, Philip yeah yeah and we all got a bit pissed in that podcast but he's a he's a very good bloke and a very good yeah. he's stuck enough to do a gig I literally collapsed in my bed and woke up like five hours later yeah you were well pissed I got smashed don't yeah. know what loves about and I was going to go to a gig that night and uh, in Highbury it got cancelled at the last minute and I was like get the fuck in you know when you just really don't fancy it yep I do yeah it's um, normally me doing the cancelling but well, I missed a gig um, the other day and I'm so pissed off at myself. And the guy all sent a message saying, hey, still up for tonight? And it was like five days ago. It's like, oh, shit. But I've done about 25. I think you've probably, I haven't done anything for three weeks because I'm having a crisis, but you've done three, I, four, I, I reckon five, if someone asked me how many I've done, I'd say between 25 and 30. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're so good. How many have you done? you done loads. No, not really. I just get crippling stage fright. Yeah, that's what that is really what, bad. That, that is what I am in now. I am in the stage where we did that showcase together, all of us, uh, recently, and then I did um, a gig in Ealing. I was first on. I was really unprepared. I, I, I had good stage presence and was very eye contact. And I just, but I just wasn't funny. It was just, I was just really disappointed. You were good. No, I wasn't. I've got a video. Hold on, I videoed it. I know you've got a video. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. So, uh, so uh, I mean, this podcast we're not going to talk about comedy the whole time, but. Just to say, since then, that was three weeks ago, and I haven't done any gigs, and I haven't booked any gigs, because I'm now, I reckon I'm going to rewrite my whole set again. Yeah, I'm like that. I get bored with it. I, I get bored yeah. saying the same thing. I, I get the same. I, I think I always feel like a fraud saying the same thing in the same room. So it's like, how many different gigs could I book? Yeah. But then you've just got to get used to doing it over and over again, because that's how you get good at it. As long as you think that the material is good, you just hone it down. And the jokes change over time. You start realising where the funny bit is. You yeah. start cutting down on the flab. It's just crisis. I think Andy's in the same position, yeah. also on the podcast. He hasn't booked any gigs for three, four weeks. You go through, and you had a massive crisis a few weeks back. Oh, I was. You looked uh, like you were going through a messy divorce. You. you <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was. I was. I was really, really struggling. I was like, oh. As, as the, but that is the this. that is the artist's way, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the artist's way. Oh, have, no, have you read that book? Uh, no, but I listened to a podcast with the author, mm. and then I was like, that's it. I want to get get that book mm. because I've um, that book. I've always, I said this to, the, to my wife. I'm not. In any, I'm not in any way saying I'm talented. In fact, I think talent comes from honing your craft. But I definitely have this weird need to be creative. So I've read and listened to lots of things about being creative. And one of them is these massive crises of confidence and dips. It's like, that's all part of it. And then you break through it and then you do it again. I suppose everyone knows this, this is not some fucking wisdom I'm imparting. No. Yeah. Your mic technique's bad. 
That's, no, what, what, you just want one back of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I look like a tick. Your mate tick needs <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, Emma bought a spades as well. You did. That's, like, really, really nice. Thank you very much. Cider and beer. Yeah, and you're not drinking? No, I'm doing a dry year because uh, it's um, it's the big five zero at the end of the year. So I thought I would see if I could be healthier. Is it? Go, yeah, going into you that. Do not look. You do oh, not sweet. look. sweet. See, that's why I invited you around. It was my boss's 50th birthday today and um, he looks 50. You don't look anywhere near 50. It's actually funny because I was thinking about what we uh, ideas we could talk about on this. And I know you think... I was going to say, women of a certain age aren't given a fair crack of the whip in mm. comedy. And I want you to expand on that a bit. But yep. then I was thinking, well, hang on. How generationally different are we? And I thought, you're like seven years older than me. But apparently you're much more than that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not old enough to be your mum, at least. I was working no, you're that ne- You're 11 years old, right? Yeah, you're not old enough to be my mum. No. Not even in... <laughs> no. 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 Perhaps in South Wales. <laughs> Do you guys with middle-aged women in comedy? Uh, no, just middle-aged women and life I'm experiencing. I would, I'm, I would agree. I, I would am agree. suddenly, you know, some of it I do to myself, I know, but I'm suddenly invisible in so many walks of life. It's incredible. You really are. It's like you're just not important. Are you the first woman on the podcast? No, you had no, your... Faith. Your... Um, oh, we have Faith. Faith yeah. Landlady. Oh, I remember the, that one. Oh, when we had... Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you're not at all. All right. Yeah. Um, but... I've read that that women say oh, I'm struggling to I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> um, it's true. Well, yeah, as you get middle age, you basically become invisible. Yeah, it is. It's just you, and you know, couple that with the fact that you're starting to feel old for various reasons. Um, yeah, it's it's really really tough time. Time when you need some sympathy. It's like nobody really gives a shit. Not even doctors. Pull yourself together, love. That's pretty much all you get women's troubles it, well it's a mental it is a mental <laughs> health issue because when you you know your brain needs hormones it really does and when they're all over the shop and disappearing yeah. then um it's, it's really really tough and i don't understand why mental health is such a big issue but not when but it comes that's to a good, that's a good point menopausal women I, I was reading thing today and you know just to bring it on to men because that's what people want to hear about um <laughs> I figure you'll know about this, but just because it seems like the sort of thing you would have read about. Um, it was about like testosterone injections for men to, to give you like... Oh, wait, already, already looked into it. Yeah. I, have, I have already looked so into t- it. So I was going to say, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Then we'll get back on the women's stuff. Then we'll chat about the birds. Can it be like cut out of the podcast and then like an extra half an hour at the end if you really feel the need to? <laughs> um, so, oh, that's what I was going to mention, the answer phone. Let's talk about the answer phone in a minute because it, it will add context to the little messages I'm going to have mm-hmm. as breaks. But yeah, TRT is essentially hormone replacement, but for men, which is only testosterone replacement um, because men's testosterone, I think after 30, falls 1% a year, something terrifying like that. So you think 1% is not that much, but then over a decade, you've lost 10% of your virility and energy. Well, more than that, because it's compound, isn't it? So if it's 1% yes, correct. of what's there, yeah. Correct, correct. Actually, good point. Math, have you heard of math? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't feel at the moment like I've lost any testosterone. I, I actually feel, in a way, more energetic and strong than I have done in years. But I think that's because I don't drink as much. I prioritize sleep. I'm pretty good with the gym. Blah, blah, blah. My diet's really improved. But there will be a point soon where, like, you'll look back and be like, I'm, I am half the man I used to be. And it scares the shit out of me because mm. it is slowly dropping for everybody. And I, I know, it, obviously, it happens with women as well, but you kind of almost have a big bang, mm. whereas we have a slow trickle. <laughs> and, then, and then it's... And suddenly you're like, I don't want to be this shitty old man. I mean, I do, because it's better than dying. Yeah, I was going to say the alternative is not great. I was thinking the same, actually. I don't want to be like a little white-haired old lady. It terrifies well, I mean, me, and it's aging, not that far away. It just it comes to us all, doesn't it? I mean, you can just do your best to fight it. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, at this point, right, you, you need to start taking it seriously. I mean, look, because you don't know. You don't know about your health, because health is so volatile. I've known quite a few people who, recent, my age recently, who've died. And I hadn't, I, that's never happened to me before. Nobody my age has died. And three people I know in the last year um, have died 
it f- it's massively freaked me out. And um, and they all they all happened in fairly quick succession. Obviously, one of them I'm talking about. Someone you know. Yeah, I was going to say I can I can imagine how that was a problem for you. Yeah, no, I, no. <laughs> yes, I'm not uh, in any way um, gr- grief stealing, but give me my fucking grief back. But but <laughs> people your age dying freaks you out because mm. suddenly you're like fuck. I get up every day now and I think about those people and I'm like I'm here, they're not here. Stop fucking moaning. And, and just do what you need to do. And w- which probably comes back to co- the whole comedy thing because we're all going, oh, I've got stage fright and I don't... And it's like, Jesus Christ, the opportunity you've I got. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Makes you feel you're so ungrateful, right. doesn't it? Oh, who'd have thought I'd get a kick in the pants from doing this? <laughs> I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll get out I'm on stage, I'll do another one. Out of respect for life, you yes. should... You should. Yeah. yeah, don't piss away your chance because you never know when it's going to disappear or when you're just not going to have the physical ability to do stuff or yeah. mental ability. yeah. I always think to myself every day that I don't want to go into work. If I am well enough to get up and go into work, every, I can deal with everything else. Because it means I'm healthy. It means I've got the opportunity. Fucking everything's on me. Do you know what I mean? I had a therapist who said to me, if you take the piss... We're getting well heavy now. If you take the piss out of life... I'll tell you about my therapist after this then. Yeah. <laughs> we can compare notes. Yes. <laughs> but if you take the piss out of life, it'll take the piss out of you. you get out when of you life, say therapist, you do you just mean some pissed bloke in a pub? Message to Wednesday, 12th December, 10, 12 a.m. My message is as follows. As a one-time Tory voter, I'm absolutely, totally appalled by the behaviour of the Tory party at such a crucial moment in our history. Um, I'm watching on helplessly seeing our country being made an absolute total laughing stock. David Cameron triggered this ghastly mess because of the deep rift between the Tory party and in doing so, he has completely divided our nation, taking the cards way out, leaving, leaving Theresa May in an absolutely impossible position. I'm totally sickened and horrified. Thank you. Bye. Do you want to explain your answer phone? Uh, yeah, so uh, due to an error, my <laughs> phone number... <laughs> on, due to an error? On, not on my part, on whoever provides... I can't remember who provides my service now, but they basically lost my nu- phone number and they gave me a new phone number. And I would say that this phone number is, or used to be, phone number for the Conservatives members... Society club, I don't know, whatever it is. Association of clubs, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as a consequence, I come home pretty much daily, particularly at the moment, to answer phone messages. And um, they chart history, really. I was just playing them tonight to Ian, starting December last year. What what What's the views on Boris? Is everybody raging I'm, about Boris? Or? I've not... I'm, Come in every day waiting for that one. I've not had one raging about Boris yet. And what, are they, what are they talking about? I then? don't know. I don't like, what know. else is on the agenda? I'd like to complain about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it, though, they've got to drop off at some point. And they've got to realise that it's the wrong number. So the fact that I'm still getting them ten minutes, ten months after. So what we'll do, what I'll try and do is get some recordings of them. Yeah. And and sandwich them into this podcast. Yeah. Which might you might preserve them might for s- history. That's right. I might stick one at the beginning. So if you're listening, that's why it's there. But um, yeah, so tell us about your therapist. Oh, my therapist is famous. Oh, He's got his own podcast. Right. And he's in so, the top... I mean, so have I. He's, he's, he's in the top five, usually, of podcasts on iTunes or wherever. Uh, Richard Nichols. Ah, oh, Dickie Nicky. Dickie yeah. Nicky. <laughs> the old Dixter Nixter. Nickel with an S. NIC. It's a professor of Eastern at Queen Mary University. No, that's not him. <laughs> not, not him. Is he the professor of it? I used to work at Queen Mary University and I... Um, right, she's repeatedly said it's not him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you're... Uh, <laughs> Who wants it to be this going, person? <laughs> so I was going into an anecdote about the time. <laughs> okay, right. Um, so Richard Nichols... Podcast. Is that him? No, no. <laughs> he's not that not famous. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Invisible in plain sight. Hey, human podcast. Is that him? No. Motivate right. yourself. Wait, is that the podcast or just instruction? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this so hard? To... How to motivate yourself with Lisa Nichols? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with your phone? <laughs> Does this guy exist? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think he does. All right, He's charging I'll, I'll, me money every every few weeks to speak to him. <laughs> maybe he's just made all this up. Have you done your own checks? <laughs> I'm going to find this now. Now I'm worried about the autocompletes on my phone. So I'm not looking. There, him. Oh, okay. Motivate yourself with Richard Nichols. Double <laughs> L, mate. Well, he looks like a smiley bloke. What's he like? He's a smiley bloke. Is therapy, therapy's difficult. You have to get a therapist where you, you, you click with. I've only just started speaking to him, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. So I started because I always, when things are going really well, I manage to trash everything. So things are going really well, and I thought, I don't want to trash everything, so I need to get someone to help me get through this. Well, fear of success is a big thing, uh, and I realised, I only realised the other day that with comedy, I really am fighting against getting even slightly successful because it will mean I'll have to play in front of bigger people, and it means that other people will find out I do it and all that. And I, and I actually realised that I'm keeping myself totally small. Mm. I'm not saying I'm going to suddenly be the heady heights of, you know, live, live at the Palladium <laughs> or whatever, yeah. It, it's just... You're, you're not going to go back to the 80s, okay. <laughs> with Jimmy Tarbuck. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you're not on the same bill as Jimmy Tarbuck. <laughs> uh, but um, fear of success is the same as fear of failure. It's fear of change and fear of judgment and all those kind of things, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a fear of success. It's just that when I reach it, I just have a habit of just is it the wrecking str- it. Yeah, but that sounds to me like you don't... It's, just, it's like the stress of keeping it going, so you, you, you sub, self-sabotage. It, it's reaching your goal, setting a goal, reaching... You, you know, here's a, here's a tip, listeners. When you've got a goal, make sure when <laughs> Listener, you get... When you're, <laughs> <laughs> don't the Astra. Don't put the Astra <laughs> When you're about to achieve a goal, make sure you've got another one after it, because if you achieve goals and I achieved two one of them was buying this place yeah uh, and another one was to do with the job and I achieved both within months and then within six months almost lost everything um, Crack, yeah yeah so right. you know because it's like shit now what because I hadn't thought beyond that goal so I was limited well to let's start with keep the job and keep the flat <laughs> <laughs> um, well you've still got the flat so that's that's yeah. great yeah yeah, yeah. And if you were feeling unhappy about the job and you're now not in that job... I lost that job. I've got a better job now. But uh, yeah, at the time it was quite stressful. Yeah, well, you've been pushed out of the job, haven't you, Ian? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've I've, I've been... So there you go. Just gently pushed out the door. I've never ever been fired or asked to leave or anything. (laughs) Technically, neither have I. You did go slightly mental, buy a big beard. Buy a big beard? (laughs) (laughs) Wear a big beard. (laughs) Rather big beard, yeah. I wear it, um, and um, yeah. Then look, there was a big exercise where they like viewed everyone in the department of about a hundred people who needed to be made redundant, and it turned out it was me, right? <laughs> I was made redundant. <laughs> what, just you? Genuinely me. It was you. genuinely me. Through an entire process just for you. Yeah. Oh wow, well, you, you should be honoured. Listen, you work in HR. I've worked in HR for many years. If they want to get rid of someone, ninety-nine percent of the time they don't fire them. 99% of the time it's a compromise agreement yeah, or, or a redundancy yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To put well, everybody was, at risk though, just... It, well, I don't even remember, but no, they did a... It was a long time ago, so I can't remember the whole thing, but they did a big press I was like, these are like, this is what we're going to have. And I sat watching the presentation, I'm like, this is to get rid of me? <laughs> Fucking hell. Guys, just give me the money and I'll piss off. Yeah, I've seen people who are real problems and they've, they've just spun it so they've got managed to get rid of them. Managers, directors, stuff like that. Or they'll just do, when I worked in the bank, the head of um, private wealth management, so very, very senior, he came in one day, they said, they said, oh, can we have a quick word? Came in, just went, here's your deal, you're fucking off now. And the deal was good. <laughs> but, but, he wanted to, but he wanted to stay because he was like ego and, mm. you know, all, mm. all of that kind of thing. But they were like, no, you're shit, so fuck off. <laughs> and he was pretty shit. He was a right-eaten fop. But yeah, don't, don't dismiss the ego part. It's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's like a friend of mine uh, earlier this year got a compromise agreement. And then he was like, oh, I might take him an employment tribunal. And I was like, no, you signed you an agreement. It's like basically, <laughs> yeah. you see the money, you would win an employment tribunal. That's what they gave you without the employment tribunal. He was like, oh, okay. Why did he get it? Do you know? They just wanted someone who was a bit more dynamic, I think, for the job. Okay, the, so the he, didn't anything, he said, yeah. no, he didn't do anything wrong. Otherwise, they would manage him out. But he was good. He just wasn't what they were looking for anymore. Well, a friend of mine, ours, he was being not great at work. He didn't turn up for a week. 
at uh, one time. Just it just didn't say anything. And then when he, I was like, who's the oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I remember he was emailing us all and he said some people were in a meeting room. He's a big guy as well, this bloke. Uh, and they wouldn't get out of the room. So I, I, so I sent some emails saying I would physically throw them out the room uh, if they did. And then about a week later, he wasn't working there anymore. <laughs> Obviously, someone just went straight to HR and went physically threatening us. And they're like, let's look at his record. Okay, goodbye. There was a time he um, went to, he just didn't turn up for a day. I'm thinking about you know like if you were no, no, going a week was it was it a week it was, was it a week and he turned his story? work phone off it was a week yeah yeah okay well, if it was a week then um you know you'd be like oh I was ill or whatever right yeah. it was like just didn't fancy it <laughs> <laughs> like, like in a proper job asked watching Netflix could be asked, yeah, 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 yeah this wasn't like in HMV or something it was a professional job. But I get, I mean, I get it. I sympathise with him. I've, I've wanted to kick people's asses at work and I've wanted to not turn up. But you make yourself, because I always find that the day I go, no, I'm not going to work because I can't be asked, is the day everything falls apart. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 if I keep on going into work when I don't want to and getting up to an alarm when I don't want to, my life is together. It's, it's the moment you let that entropy just seep into like your routine and your responsibilities, and you just go, "Ah, oh, can't be fucked," because no one could be fucked. All the time we're fighting against that. But then, that. but then, you, if you ever have a day off work, you just waste it. And you're like, "Oh, okay, right, I've fucked up the rest of like the next week for one of them catch up. What have I gained? I watched yeah. Richard and Judy. <laughs> you, you do there's nothing. no more Jeremy Kyle now, so there's no point. Sir, my taxes, sir, on national <laughs> television, sir. Uh, he's a tax dodger himself, isn't he? Is he? I'm not he surprised. Doesn't, doesn't he's live in awful. Awful. Yeah, yes, he is an awful man. But, um, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. 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 Um, yeah, Kyle, comma, J. He... Erebi. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that guy who killed himself from that show, I believe why he did it was he didn't have an affair and the... Lie detector said he and did. The lie detector, which is a lie detector, is a shit, completely shit. Yeah, yeah. They're basically, you basically can't use them in court or anything. Um, not said, in this country, no. Yeah, said he did. Said That's he not did. what Jeremy Kyle says about it. He'll scream in your face. Yeah, it used to say they were ninety-seven percent accurate, and they don't put that. They, the last time I saw the show, they weren't putting that flag up. So. Absolutely yeah. fucking it terribly inaccurate. It's like, well, we put it on you, and you're anxious. Yeah, of course you were, because I suddenly felt in the spotlight, and mm. like. A machine was going in front of me. Yeah, like a it's like when you're on a plane going to Asia and they're like, whatever country you're going to land in, if you're smuggling drugs, it is the death penalty. <laughs> I shit myself every time. <laughs> Talking of which, I worked with a guy who was like a proper old conservative with a small C uh, man called Nigel. With a small M. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel with a small N. And um, he, he um, I can't remember his name, it was Nigel. He was a real proper... Like it was like Nigel Coat or Nigel, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Nigel, Nigel Coat, <laughs> you know, or Nigel Trevor's or something. It was like a real Nigel Windsheeter. Yes, yeah, it was hyphenated. He was that kind of conservative, something like that. And he, um, he used to love going to Jamaica. And um, he, this is genuinely true. It sounds like I'm making it up, and I wouldn't use it as a joke because people would think we just made it up. Or it's not funny. As he was going back to England. He was in the airport and a Jamaican guy came up to him and said, I've got these two big barrels, two big containers of bird's custard powder. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't carry them through. Can you carry them through for me? (laughs) Genuinely true. Two big barrels of white powder. And he went, oh, I'll take them through for you. (laughs) He took them through. He got through with them, and then the guy barrels. Picked, How do you get barrels? You know, you know way? the big, you know the big containers, the big kind of tins, huge tins of them. Like, like imagine you get the big tins of coffee as like well. Like coffee tins. Oh, okay, yeah. like a coffee tin, a big coffie tin. Yeah, okay. I, was I would not describe like a that as a barrel. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like <laughs> no. rolling like, it through. No, not natural, not natural. Like world's strongest man stuff. Yeah, no, not a, a barrel like a something that Donkey Kong would throw. Um, and he, anyway, he he carried these through, and then just gave him back to me. Then there's no other story than that. But when he told us at work, everyone was like, they were fucking drugs. And he's like, no, they weren't. They were custard powder. <laughs> and it's like, are you, are you actually mentioned? What possible scenario is that not drugs? Um, and he, he just wouldn't, wouldn't Well, have you it. know, the, the guy was flying to Britain where there's a low supply of birds custard powder. <laughs> so he had to take his own from Jamaica. Oh, my God. Um, and if he got locked up, he would have, you know, been in a right yeah mess. pickle. <laughs> he would have been in a right pickle. <laughs> he would have been in a right pickle. 
Message. 3. Friday, 29th March. 3.20 p.m. This is Mrs. Morris and her family are calling to say about Brexit that we would we don't know our MP, but we want that we voted to come out, and we, that's what we still want. Thank you. Message for Wednesday, 17th April, 4.07 p.m. It's, it's wonderful that I get a message that I can't talk to anybody. I can't write to anybody. I've been a Conservative member for some time and voted all my life. And I just feel absolutely bereft that you're tossing us into the wind over Brexit. Uh, words fail me. I'd love to speak to somebody if there's a real person there. Goodbye. And goodbye party. Maybe forever. How much now do you speak like your parents when it comes to things like music? You go, oh, you know, is that Ariella woman? That gr- the, the big, the, 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 grand, uh, the grand Ariella. What's her name? Like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I don't know. Could you tell me a number one? In the last five years, could you tell me? Oh, I was going to say from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the last five years, surely I'm getting Uptown Funk. Surely that was in the last five years. Okay, except for Uptown Funk. Happy. Except for Uptown Funk and Happy. No. <laughs> but, oh, um, the the the. <laughs> no, I do something like an old yeah, person. This, this is granddad. This is granddad. <laughs> it, it's the thing with the music. I was going to say the, the, the Daft Punk one. Get lucky. <laughs> Is that five? No, that might be more than five years. That is fucking... <laughs> that's like fucking 15 years ago, isn't it? I don't know. It's not... Get Lucky. I don't know if Get Lucky was number one. <laughs> it definitely was. Uh, let's, I'm going to do this. Let's look up some number ones. Yeah, absolutely. Informational. Okay. Uh, I talk- won't have heard of any of these bands. Talking of which, did you ever listen to episode one, season I one? I think I did. Did you do that in like Estonia or somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, because the best joke on the podcast ever made. Pouring and ju- a drink, and it just yes, uh, pouring long long drink. In fact. Mm. Long drink, yeah. I would, oh god, I just gosh, remember there's that. Only, there's only one place in London sells long drink. Anyway, um, we were talking about uh, Stuart Hall and the sex scandal. Stuart Hall, you know the mm-hmm. old guy, and he got locked up. He was part of the whole. It wasn't me too. What was he was it back it, then? You tree. Yeah, was, it's a knockout. It's a knockout, and Ian's joke was, it's a cockout, which is the funny thing, which I still laugh about. I was in the car on the way here, thinking about it, and, it was, and I was cracking up. It's such a good joke, and it, it just, we peaked at episode one. We did, because there's all the stuff about Osborne being Mr. Blobby, right? That's amazing, too. That means nothing to anyone who doesn't know him, but Jesus Christ. Who, Mr. Blobby? No, uh, this guy Osborne. Everyone knows Mr. Blobby. I watched, there's a YouTube channel that I quite like because it seems to, basically, the guy's interests seem to be like early 90s TV, Amiga computer games, oh, and, yeah. and wrestling. So it's like my fucking, I love it, Kim Justice. Anyways, did a whole bit, of, like it was like an hour documentary on Mr. Blobby, and it's amazing. Oh, Mr. Blobby's brilliant. Mr. I love Mr. Blobby. It was I great love to have Mr. It. Blobby. Who doesn't? But he talks about how, like, the, you know, the when they went too much and how they, you know, the lily got gilded. <laughs> they went too much. They went too blobby. They never go full blobby. <laughs> no, it was just about how like, he was like a bit too ubiquitous and then everyone's like, oh, actually, it's shit, isn't it? It's like how the tide turned. It was just like, the it's the charting of a fad. It's, it's excellent. Right, anyway, right. <laughs> right, I've always thought this. You, do you remember when um, Big Brother was on and the, when the contestants were on Big, Big Brother? Big Brother still on. It's easier to say, do you remember when it wasn't on? Well, yes, okay. <laughs> but when it was big, you know, the first, say... First one, yeah. Well, the first, say, six or seven, it started waning about then. Um, it got crap when they stopped giving them loads of booze. But, they, you know, you had Big Brother's Little Brother with Dermot O'Leary, and they would have people's parents on. And I just thought to myself, if I was on Big Brother... Now, my mum would be up for it. My mum, she used to be an actress in theatre and all of that. But my da- there's no way on earth my fucking dad would have gone on to a wacky show like Big Brother and sat there whilst everyone was like, uh, now it's Mr. Jamie Jackson, his father, whatever. <laughs> my dad would have just been like, oh, get to fuck. He, he just wouldn't have done it. But my mum would have had a problem going on. She would have sat there silent and terrified. My dad would have fucking loved it. Really? Yeah, but he would have just... Like, we would have completely misunderstood the vibe. 
My dad would have been drunk. He would have been like, hello, fellow kids. And like, oh, I'll be cool with you, but no. And, and it was like, you know, and then the crowd would have like weighed, like ironically, because a stage producer would have like told them away at something he said. And he'd have been like, yeah, fucking smash this. And everyone at home would be like, crashed on a bike. Oh, right. <laughs> what about Mrs. Chalmers? She, she, my mum would have wanted to go to support me. But yeah, it wouldn't have been her sort of thing. She comes to a lot of the comedy gigs. Does she? Yeah, she does. Have yeah, I ever yeah. met her? Uh, well, she was there at the showcase. She's seen you guys. And only she apologize. did have to go half time. Oh, so she didn't see me then. So. No, she did because you were in the first half. No, I wasn't. I was, I was, I was in, in the first half. You are. You so were both before oh, me. You're talking about that showcase last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah, that was showcase. my first gig. I mean, was, I look back on that and I did, you know. With shame. No. <laughs> well, I look back on it. It was, it was, it was, it was all right for the first gig. You were brilliant. Well, okay, second gig. But that was in a pub with 15 people. That second gig was. What, hundred people were there? Hmm. Thereabouts? Yeah. And you're on a big stage with fucking spotlights. Lights. Right, here we go. So number ones in twenty ten. Joe McElderry. Twenty ten? Uh well we've got twenty nineteen there. Just give me twenty. Right, Ed, Ed Sheeran featuring Stormzy, take me back to London. No, I don't know. No. I know who in, both in, those in people the, are. In, yeah. On the minibus to London to work, there's radio on in the car, so I half heard songs, but I might not know what they're called. I listen to radio too. Uh, Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran and Khalid, no, oh, Khalid or something, Louis Capaldi, Louis Capaldi's and Freddie Talented, but he's just Isn't he Doctor Who. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's um he's like very un. un- I've seen pictures of him. He's, he's, he's an ugly bloke. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. All right, yeah. Ari- Ariana Grande, big Ariana. <laughs> she did um, Seven Rings was number one. Then Break Up With Your Girlfriend and I'm Bored was number two. Uh, was the second one she had. And then Seven Rings became a number one again. This is why the charts are now fast, because of the downloads. Oh, it's yeah, downloads, it's tough, isn't it? Lad Baby. What the fuck is Lad Baby? Dave. <laughs> Dave uh, with Funky Friday. <laughs> oh, a song I know. There we go. Oh, how did it go? Sing um, it. No, 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 no. It's, mm. Your next one is mm. George Ezra mm. Shotgun, mm. because I mm. have heard that in the oh, minibus on the way to work. It's <laughs> in the minibus on the way to <laughs> work. It's like a special oh, minibus. No, I hate it. They crank it up, right? And the only reason I've heard it is the guy who drives most of the time, a guy I fucking hate, um, he cranks up the radio, irrespective of whether anyone wants to hear it or not. And it's bloody... Abso- in the morning. It's absolute radio on all the time. And it's like, look, I didn't want to listen to Keen in 2003. I definitely don't want to fucking listen to them now. Um, and that Shotgun song is on there, so I know that one. Oh, I've, n- I've not heard this, but Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Choir, I know that'll be terrible. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge. look, it's at the end of the year, so it's Christmas, isn't it? No, because the Christmas was... Oh, they maybe failed to get number one The at Christmas. Christmas was Adele with Hello. Fuck off, that's not a Christmas song. Hello. What's the... <laughs> what is the other Hello? It's... Uh, is it me you're looking for? And it's looking to your eyes. But we never knew you. And a That's a fucking tune. Let's put that on. No, no. I've had half a beer. Let's put that... Put that tune on. Um, <laughs> I've actually got that one. <laughs> David Zoe, House Every Weekend. House Every Weekend. House. Yeah, I know. That. Oh, you know, there's a great <laughs> viral video. You know, Oust, the um, spray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where you, where you, where you spray it like Febreze. There was a guy. There was a guy who would go and like with his mate, he would spray him with Oust all the time. Whilst Oust every weekend. Oust every weekend. Like, it's so funny. Ellie Golding, love me like you do, love me like you do. You know that one? No. It's called Love Me Like You Do. <laughs> Uptown Funk was 3rd January 2015. So it is in the last five years. No. Also, 20th of December 2014. Made a comeback. Bloody hell. Right, okay, this is not podcast gold, but essentially we've established... We don't know many, many new songs. I've never been a music person. Really? No, I come from a family who aren't. What do you so. listen to? <laughs> How do you feel feel like the dead air? Your podcast mostly, no. Podcast, I do listen to, you know, I've got an iPod, but it's all 80s music. I would not know any modern stuff, really. Bum, 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 Thanks very much. That's humanly. I was going to say, she was walking, No, she was working, you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. She was walking by her cocktail bar and I saw her. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's a great song though it's, and it's one of those songs that you've heard so much you don't appreciate it but when you listen to it you're like mm. oh that's so fucking good I, I like any so songs so jealous like of those two girls because you know they were just f- plucked out of nowhere weren't they were they? They, they didn't he meet them in a laundrette or something yeah but you would wouldn't you a cocktail bar I'm, but I'm in a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you not hear the song Message 6, Friday, 21st, 1.08 p.m. Um, I'm a sort of in-the-middle conservative. <clears throat> the interesting thing is, I had a discussion with a Nigerian girl in Chelsea and Westminster Hospital who works there, and um, we both are absolutely in tune with the fact this girl invaded the space because the minister was defending, getting her out of the building, what does this um, send a message to the police if the police are dealing with women? If you invade a space and create havoc, stuff will happen to you, cause and effect. Oh, will this party please do something? Otherwise, you're going to lose the plot and we're going to have a Stalin government in here. I really can't stand it. Uh, the Don't You Want Me? There was an Aberdeen player called Peter Pollitt who had that as a song. So it was like Peter Pollitt, and everyone was singing it. And we Pete. won the no, okay. no. So we won the, the the league cup, and everyone was singing it coming down the road. And me and my girlfriend were there at the time, and my girlfriend at the time, I should say, was there with me, and we were all enjoying it and singing. And then quite earnestly afterwards, she sat and went, "Did Peter Pollitt really used to work in a cocktail bar?" Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and I said, "No, that didn't happen." Oh my god! <laughs> do, do you remember the Cadbury's advert where there was a um, gorilla playing drums. Gorilla playing drums. Yeah. Have I talked about this before no. on the podcast? Okay. I don't know why that image just went it straight. Isn't that funny? Higher, yeah. yeah, that's a good advert because it's a brilliant advert. What do you think about? So obviously he's playing in the air tonight. Phil Collins, wasn't it? That's yeah, right. Yeah. The advert comes on, and my sister's sitting there with her bloke and her bloke's dad, her father-in-law, and he's like a little Irish man, and he's watching it, and then he goes, "Is that a real gorilla?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like. No, it's not a real gorilla. <laughs> it's a man in a suit. And then he's then he's like, oh, okay. Is it Phil Collins in a suit? He's like, <laughs> like, no, it's fucking not. He's just an actor in a suit. In fact, he just could not get his head around this concept. It might have been Phil Collins. How do you know? It might have. He likes to laugh. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know, does he? He was quite good on the drums. He can't drum anymore. He's, he's physically unable. He can't drum anymore, but he can still fax. He can still fax, yeah. <laughs> So nobody's safe. He, he, <laughs> he divorced his first wife via fax. I don't even know if it was his first wife. It was a wife in the a 80s. Wife. Well, it's a very 80s he, um, he divorced his 90s wife via email. Oh, no. One of I his... think he divorced in fax. I think the fax was from Switzerland. Very 80s. Very 80s, yeah. From one, Zurich. One of his wives ran off with a painter and decorator, which is why he's got a can of paint on his... Is it piano or something? Well, somewhere. And he, he had this for about a year next to him. Why? Why do that? I don't know. I never understood it because isn't that like giving them points? I don't know. Well, he's like, you've got my wife, but I've got your pin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, it's all right, mate. I just bought another pot. Some sort of protest. Yeah, Phil Collins just bought another wife. (laughs) Good point. It's Phil Collins. Phil Collins, yeah. Yeah, some sort of protest that he was doing really well. I don't know. There's a really great story of In the Air Tonight, which isn't true. Um, And it's to do with the fact that when he was younger, he saw a guy kill another guy. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> As they call it, the police call it. You missed that, but Jamie had to explain that to Ian. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, and the guy who did it, the murderer, ends up coming to his gig and he plays in the air tonight and as he plays it the police come in and arrest him it's a story if you actually look it up properly it's like oh wow i wish that was true but it's not true it's an urban legend it is an urban legend did you so what's the what's the what's the funniest urban legend that you know most everybody it's got to be the one with the, the the wife in the woods car breaks down the husband goes to get somebody then the wife sitting in the car and there's, there's a banging on the roof of the car, but she's scared, so she doesn't want to get out. And there's the banging keeps continuing. And then the police all turn up and they 
shine a light at the car and they say to the woman get out of the car get the car don't look around and when they, when she looks around a murderer is on the top of the car roof banging the husband's head <laughs> on the car roof and like, none of it makes sense banging your husband's head <laughs> <laughs> detached head yeah I know that's so funny why would you just not go around the side of the window I don't know the whole thing doesn't make sense but in primary school we lived next, we were next to a wood that was the big story and I thought for years like much longer than I should have that was true and then we watched Urban Legends, you know that shit '90s horror film, and and they tell they tell that story, and I'm like, fuck, that's an Urban Legend that's in, in America and everything. No, so I was thinking about Urban Legends that have affected famous people. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> obvious ones. we're all thinking, which is really we're all thinking the of the soft, same one. The one soft, the guy from Soft Cell. Oh no, that, that one. Then Mark, transferred. Mark Armand. Then yeah, that's right, Mark Armand. That then Mark transferred Armand, uh, to the one Jimmy who Somerville? does. Jagged Little Pill. What's her name? I want to smell Yeah, it? Yeah, so it was him no. and then it was her. Why is she going to have half a pint of cum in her? The, the first one was sure. almost a homophobic Game, slur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay men aren't discerning. Straight men aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but but a woman would not... The, the connotation was... Mark Harmon was he was he went out and he and he had like some kind of gay to orgy. To a party, yeah. Whereas orgy. Alanis Morissette, she's mostly been with one person and married. That doesn't make I sense. I don't know. I don't know. What about obviously the Rich Gear one? Mm. Oh yeah, well the hamster. The hamster. <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. He just got stuck with this urban yeah. <laughs> legend. But he's like, like no matter, and the, and the moment he says, "I never stuck a hamster up my ass," I was like, "He did it! He did it!" <laughs> yeah. He used the word hamster <laughs> and all the same sentence. He's guilty. I stuck a hamster up my arse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The moment he's out there on record, cassette boy's gonna get it. You yeah, can never say hamster or arse. <laughs> Message 7, Wednesday, 10th, July, 11.39 a.m. I would like to speak to somebody about, well, about conservatives, about something that they're doing or not doing. But I want somebody who's going to take me seriously, please, because it is a serious thing that I'm talking about. Thank you very much. Goodbye. So you wanted to talk about self-development? Just saying it might be an interesting subject, given I went all the way to Ohio. Oh, Ohio? Ohio, yeah. When was this? Um, well, it actually... It was last year, wasn't it? Or yeah, it was year. last October, yeah. but it was actually just finished, because he does it every year, the Summit of Greatness. And um, it was just this weekend, just gone. Well, I've uh, been to UPW, Unleash the Power Within. I don't know, did you see the vlog when I did? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I see them when they come within minutes. I'm there watching oh, them. All right. Well, thank you. You don't have to. Some of them are very boring and long and just chatty. I did one about UPW and I did one about the coaching I did for a year. I've now started chatting to another coach outside mm. of Tony Robbins because basically I'm convinced that I am the only person who fucks it up for me. And you've only got one shot and I'm 41 and now I'm like, Sort my head out and try and get out of my own way. A 41 bit. is young. Just, you know, want that on the record. Now, I know Ian's <laughs> cynical about these things to a, to a degree. More cynical than, say, me or you. I think we're kind of almost eva- evangelistic. Yeah, so, right. yeah, so I don't think cynical is not right because I think self-improvement is a good thing. I don't know anyone who only owns one self-improvement book. Of but, course. But all of them promise the earth. Yeah, but you've got to ignore that because they've got to, they've got to promise the earth. But it's like the way I see self-improvement is exactly the way I see the gym. You can't read one self-improvement book or go to one self-improvement course and then can go on fine. It's like, getting, it's like going to the gym once or getting a PT for six months and then thinking you're going to be fit forever. We're never a finished um, product. Gym is a way of improving my physical health and coaching and self-improvement is a way of improving my mental health. And I think both of those work symbiotically. Yeah, big words, motherfucker. I'll just go for a nice walk along the canal. Yeah, Which totally. is also good. 20 minutes in nature every day. Everybody should do it. It's mm. crazy how much of a biological machine you are. Mm-hmm. And, and you've just got to do certain things on a daily basis to improve your mental health as well as your physical health. Gratitude diary. That's my one. Yeah, it's a fucking or, biggie. Or, or, or jar. It, it, it's training your brain to see the positive things rather than the negative things. Yeah. And you, you grease the groove of your thoughts. And if you're thinking positive thoughts, and you, it, it gets harder and harder to think negative thoughts. And negativity is not something you need to avoid. It's just you need to understand how, you, how you're working and how to be happier. It's like Isaac Newton apparently was a right miserable fucker. Now, he's one of the smartest men to have ever lived. 
uh, he invented gravity. Well, he did, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I saw, yeah, I bet you couldn't program a video recorder. Not with those uh, Video Plus codes. No, I mean, that was, that was too much. But, uh, but with a clock, he could have. <laughs> yeah. Because he understands <laughs> clocks. <laughs> <laughs> did your clocks, 24 hour clocks? 24 hours might have thrown him. <laughs> Forsooth, for, for the 13th hour is of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you wiggy bastard. <laughs> anyway, and I, th- I always think this to myself, how smart can you be if you can't work out how to be happy? Well, it's like, it's like really smart people who have no social skills. You're not that smart. Yeah, but sometimes that's because they're on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah okay, but, but that's also because we we have we measure things by IQ. Sorry, you know, to anyone that might belong to Mensa or anything. But <laughs> actually, <laughs> sometimes EQ is is the measurement we should oh, be e- using. No, e- know, EQ is the, and I'm sure you mean erectile quality. No, <laughs> 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 emotional quality w- was basically one of the very most important skills. For hundreds of thousands of years, yeah, it, it still is. Yeah, and and it's funny how we ignore we ignore that. If you don't, if you didn't have that, you can. You can I mean, you think about some of the really fucking ridiculously smart geniuses that lived, say, one hundred fifty thousand years ago. Probably fucking died out. Yeah. Just because everyone was like, "What's up with you, egghead?" <laughs> <laughs> if you open the banana like this, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But what, yeah. but what can you do? Are you then going to go get an, a, a job somewhere else comparable and have the same shit somewhere I just want to be in a creative job. Well, I want to create. Look what no, we're all what, doing. That's why we're all doing this. Look, we yeah. all signed yeah. up to do this, not as young people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's face the facts. Uh, we all made a mistake. There's the youngest one in uh, the group. Yeah, but even then, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was, even born, then, I was yes. born 40. Right? I've never been young. We do this stuff because it's like well where's our creative outlet and this is it we are all fundamentally quite creative people who are shoehorned into a non-creative sphere yeah i would definitely say you're creative and i would say obviously you are creative and i've done nothing but create since i was a kid i know like other people have but it's just always interested me i've always i used to write all the time music fucking everything and it's like it's when you were in bands when i was in bands but it's, (laughs) it's taken me to this long to go everything seems i seem to be grinding against the rest of my life but if my life was about creating fucking great i don't give you a know, shit if i was under pressure to create i would you know you know part of the hero's journey is your calling quite often you'll get your calling and then you'll ignore it and this will happen well i remember being i must have been about eight nine something like that um creating a comedy show that we put on oh fuck <laughs> fucking comedy show can you believe and not only that but I remember distinctly remember the feedback from the teacher because uh, we had to run the show. And it was just jokes from a joke book. But one of them, I was saying, knock, knock. And they said, who's there? And I said something. And then I went, knock, knock. And I just kept repeating this this joke. And the teacher was like, that was very boring. So even... It's absurd even, comedy, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, <laughs> even that repetition... You know, we know that if you do something long enough, it becomes funny. Oh, it stops like, being funny, then yeah. it becomes funny again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kate, Kate Smurthwaite funny numbers one is funny three is funny and until it's funny it's funny so even at that age i was doing this sort of stuff you know what you've just reminded me is i used to write stories when i was about 10 which were comedy stories can't remember what the guy was called now and it was like it was before i'd seen police squad or anything like that but it was a little bit like that i always loved um slightly breaking the fourth wall stuff like a lower low and uh, and like when Morecambe and Wise used to do sketches and then go, how's it going so far? Stuff like that. And he'd be like, rubbish. And that's, that's all my yeah. favourite bits I used to love. And Dave Allen as well. Fucking love Dave Allen growing up. And so I wrote these stories. I used to write, I can't remember the character's name now, but I had about 10 or 12 of them, like a whole series of them. And you've just reminded me. I used to create a magazine called Crazy for my mum. And she's, I think she's still got them somewhere. But that's the other, my other thing is, and I keep thinking, how can I join 
that kind of journalism or magazine or whatever with comedy. Well, I don't want to. That, that's where I'm supposed to go. I think. Viz. Well, I don't write for Viz. Yes. Well, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to one up. I don't want one up you. Will go. Oh, me too. But <laughs> I, I, you've just reminded me again, and I haven't fucking thought of this for years. I created a Viz style cartoon um, mm-hmm. uh, comic book with my mate called Rudd. R-U-D, which I still think is a fucking great name. And, and Rudd was just like, it was just, it was just a classic thing you do when you're a kid. You see Viz and want to copy it. So you'd have like, you know, Peter Massive Dick. And, and, and you know, he says, check out my massive dick. And then some woman comes down the door and he's like, whoa, stick my massive dick in her. Yeah, that, you know, it was that kind and of thing. like, no, your dick is too massive, Peter Massive Dick. And he'd be like, yeah, t- Tommy, Tommy 50 shits. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then Tommy 50 shits would do 50 shits every day <laughs> and he'd always be needing a shit I don't know whatever oh, I can't even, they, they are probably somewhere in the loft or something I didn't throw anything away oh you but need you, to try and find them yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get mine on to dig mine out isn't that fair you've totally reminded me yeah. that from an early age I wrote comedy mm-hmm. I mean it was shit I'm sure but fucking hell yeah yeah that's what I say the hero's journey you get the calling and you ignore it or whatever reason it's not the right time it will keep come knocking on your door until you do it well do you know what I think the big issue here is I thought that work is meant to be hard nah if work was easy like someone said oh do do rud there's only so many places you can take Tommy 50 shits <laughs> yeah. right it's not going to be that easy right it's a thin premise I think you need to propose that's the gonad thing <laughs> Um, you need to propose that to Viz. I love that. Who who was it? Fifty shits. Uh, Tommy Fifty Tommy. Shits. I mean, I just made that up on the spot. I, I, and Peter Massadick didn't exist either. But um, it was that kind of thing. But I but I've always thought I I always thought work. You, you're meant to sit in an office. You're meant to be miserable. You're meant to have a boss breathing down your neck. You're meant to come home and go oh hard day. You know. But actually. It, does, it doesn't have to be like that at all. But anyway, there you go. Right, we should probably wind this up because we've done another half an hour. <laughs> that's good. Good stuff. Um, it all got a bit deep there, but that's... What's, we like to go a bit deep. Then we like to go a bit shallow. We like to go fast, fast, fast. It's like... Fast, 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 fast. Fast, 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 fast. Fast, 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 fast. What Ian's doing is my mate... He talks hard this year. We were on holiday with him and he started explaining to us and we are all like... 35, 36 at this point, how to have sex. Like he's just got a long term girlfriend, so he goes, now nah, what do you want to do, right? If you want to go fast, oh, God, fast, 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 fast. And then you want to go slow, 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 slow. And then you want to go fast, fast, fast. And he did this for about 20 seconds. And then my mate Tom goes, is that what you do? That's fucking awful. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that, that was, it was just a passing moment. And then about, it must have been about a month later, I thought about it and then was just bawling my eyes out with, with laughter, realising how absurd this, this whole thing was where he sat us down and went, fast, 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 fast. Slow, slow, slow. And then we started talking about it on WhatsApp. And then for about a week, everyone was making fast, slow jokes. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. That was hilarious. Um, anyway, so that was a little treat for Ed at the end, who's, who's our one and only listener, apart from you, but you're, you're on it now. Oh, yeah, but I will listen to it because I'll see if it's worth it. Has Ed been uh, on? Ed hasn't been on. We need no, to get that motherfucker on. How about the deal is we travel to his house in the Midlands and have a nice stop over there? Oh, okay. Right, so, Belle Finn, thanks yeah, very much. thank you very much. Have you got any gigs booked? No. Put one in the diary because then it will fucking force you. It will yeah. force you to do it. And it's I- that bringer thing. It's really hard to find people. I returned the favour for the bringer when you were at the competition, but I still don't think that 100% counts. So you could probably, you've got because you came to me for mm. um, that fucking rainy, cold Tuesday. Oh, God, in snow. Camp. It was snow. It was snow. It was miserable. So thank you. And have you got any gigs booked, Ian? I do. Um, Tell us where. I'm. I'm. I'll be at Quinns in Kentish Town on the 19th, and I'll be. Ewing the King's Arms on the 26th possibly Love on the 17th is Quinn's a uh, bringer aye so oh. I might need one I don't know well, you, well let me know yeah. I'm not organised you, you haven't made you, you haven't been a, I've been a bringer for you loads I don't think you've ever been a bringer for me no I'm not sure I have there you go so stick your bringer up your ass, mate <laughs> um, um, right thanks for listening uh, catch you on the flip side you c- You have eight old messages. This is a message for uh, the Prime Minister. This is a message for uh, the Prime Minister. Goodbye, this goodbye party, maybe forever. We don't know our MPs.
and words fail me. I have not received my voting papers. It is a serious thing that I'm talking about. I'm totally flippant and horrified. I can't talk to anybody. I can't write to anybody. In our country, being made an absolute total loss in stock. I'd love to speak to somebody who's a real person there. 11.03 a.m.